Yo, 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 welcome to another round of In the House. We have a really uh, interesting and special show for you. I think we have a lot to learn from Mr. Aleem Leggett, creator, director of Alter Ego Arts. Uh, has a really just just fantastical world that he's built in this series, Sweet Pea. I'm looking forward to our conversation. I know you guys are going to be able to pick up a lot of nuggets and 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 wisdoms from from this this uh creator welcome thank you thanks for having me i'm happy to be here appreciate it yeah man i i you know i i'm always looking forward to to guests that i seek out from just kind of seeing visuals reading through stories uh i am you know the the calendar is 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 really uh filling up with with high quality um producers and writers and artists and and you know i've reached out and i was like man like this looks awesome like would you want to come on the podcast uh, in all humility i don't do that for everybody man what uh, uh before we get into into like a little bit about your background um tell me about about these visuals and, and just a quick overview of sweet pea well the visuals i myself am, am a, a long time artist and recently just started diving into the professionalism. So the concept art that you've been seeing, I'm blessed to be able to do that myself. So from my own imagination. So a lot of that is coming from me. Sweet Pea is a project that uh, during the uh, the beginning of the pandemic, at the beginning of 2020, I had drew these uh, these two characters. I'll, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll tag you in the link so you can see it. And... Um, just as a child, as I did when I was a child, I, uh, I gave them this background and created this story in my head, and I hadn't done it in a while, and it started to get really good. So it, it evolved into what you, you know what caught your eye today. And thank you again for for having me, man. I really appreciate you picking me out of the crowd and taking the time out. I can't wait to see what else you have in store for the uh, for the show. Yeah, man. I um I want to get uh, definitely into the layers of Sweet Pea. Starting, starting with the name. Once we circle back, because uh, Sweet Pea gives a, a a slightly different impression for for listeners that don't see uh, what kind of world uh, we're talking about, <laughs> as far as the uh, you know the uh, uh, the visuals and the different uh, um, you know, creatures, if 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 I can describe them generally like that, and 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 types of. Of, of beings that are in there interacting uh, let's take a step back uh, you are right. an artist you are a writer uh, how did how did you even uh, get to a point where where you but be, you have become that you describe yourself that and you're out in the world uh, selling yourself as an artist and a writer okay yeah well like I said um art has always been my passion and it was a passion that I had abandoned for, for, you know, just taking on new responsibilities and things like that, you know, having kids and such. So um, when the, uh, the pandemic shut everything down, that really was an opportunity for me to, to get back into it. And if I had known that my creativity could have earned me, you know, a living, even if it was a modest one, 
if I knew that and believed that, I would have I would have done it a long time ago. So that's one of my missions actually is to reach out to other creative children so that they can start exploring that creativity now while they're still young. Just as I wish, you know, I had the opportunity when I was their age because who knows where I would be now. I'm still in a good place now, but I think I would be much further along, you know, if I was 12 teenager or something doing this you know what i mean well yeah i think uh i think we sometimes overlook the power of the power in the connection of pictures and words from a very young learning age and that's Mm -hmm. usually our introduction in in children's books and be able to uh to really relate these concepts comprehensively with pictures and and words prose Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but for me, what really blew my mind was that I didn't, it, it wasn't real to me that I could do this until, until recently, you know, you can do what you want to do, if, if you can be what you want to be and you can do what you want to do. These people that, you know, these comic book movies and things like that, that we've seen on TV that look larger than life, it's regular everyday people doing those things. And, you know, for anybody listening, you can be one of them if you want to be. So, you know, and I'm living proof of that now, even though I'm still in the early stages, it's happening for me. And it's easier than you might think once you start believing in yourself and applying effort to it. Well, talk, tell me a little bit of, a little bit further, further of that uh, progression from, from wanting, having a interest and a passion to actually developing skills. Um, because as I came across your work, I do. I did see a skill set that was being applied, and I, I talk about about this with a lot of the creators that I, that I bring on because they're usually fairly established, and and have actually shown, uh, shown some work. Their past ideas and brainstorming. So tell me how you got over the hump of just kind of sitting, and having the ideas, even just having some talent, to okay, I'm gonna structure, alter ego art. So I'm going to. I'm actually going to, you know, write the script and pitch the script or, or, you know, learn the skill of sequential art myself to, to now where you feel like you're, you know, you're hitting on all, all cylinders. Take me through that little arc. Okay. Well, first things first, uh, I have to give it up to, uh, the team that I'm working with, which is coming from Apex Comics UK. Those guys are uh, fantastic. And they've been a major help. So for me, um, I'm by no means am I a professional comic book creator. Uh, I'm, I am an amateur, but the work that I'm putting forward is not amateur work. It's going to be uh, at a professional level. And to achieve that, I had to reach out for help. And through the social media, was was able to connect me with uh, Apex. And, and a lot of other great people, just seeing other people doing their thing has been really inspiring to me. You know, these 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 people that uh, make this their career career or they're still just their hobby. So seeing them do it made me believe that I could do it. But uh, Stephen Duffy over at Apex Comics UK has really helped me in a major way because, like you said, it's just, like you mentioned, sequential art. I'm an artist. I can draw. I can do uh, concept designs all day. But how to lay out panels, how many words could fit onto, uh, you know, onto a page and how to just make the art flow in an eye catching way. I'm still learning those things. And I don't want to take 
for five years to learn it myself. So where I fall short, you know, that's what the team is for. So, yeah, um, they, they, they've helped me a lot. Well, I, I, they, they are, I think, one thing about about professionals that separate themselves from amateur, which which uh, you are taking us through through your individual you know journey, and I think we all kind of find ourselves there in the indie space, even those that have been doing it for a long time that maybe haven't broke out, that you know are still. What is the label of amateur versus versus pro, or you know have made it? It's so great sometimes in this in this social media advertising world where somebody can go yeah. viral in the in from their living room. Wait, what is right. that that Charlie uh, uh those two girls that those TikTok like stars uh they are not professional dancers, let's be honest. But they they earned the title of professional TikTok dancers that have literally made an entire new genre of dancing quality <laughs> of which they become rich, uh, uh, have cornered and become rich in. Um, but you can't tell them that you sound like such a hater telling them they, yeah. they ain't a, a professional dancer. Right. So, yeah. um, there, I want to get into, we all want to get into that, that, uh, space where they, where they calling us professionals. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, I mean, uh, and, uh, and the market that what they say in the free market is the market decides. So this yeah. is, you know, uh, uh, to to take a not to press on them, you know, uh, Wu Tang Clan their first their first track was made uh, as as amateurs, quote unquote, from the mm-hmm. from their basement, from low tech to just some you know random friends. There's a whole movie about it. It's an industry now. The story is an mm-hmm. industry now, where uh, you know. They get a group of amateurs and and do it so well and have so much raw talent that the market decides. You know what? These are professionals, and then they get they get the check. So, um, sweet pea, sweet pea is can be that for you and all of our I ideas so. can be that for us. I absolutely believe so. so I think that it's going to be a, a very professional book. I'm humble about I'm humble about myself as an individual, and maybe that's how you know I'm coming across kind of meek about it. But when it comes to Sweepy, I have I have full confidence that this is going to blow some minds when once they see the work, the hard work that we put in is going to show through. So I absolutely believe that that will be a, a professional piece. So give give me a visual. I, use 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 your writing, your writing side to to give listeners a visual to what they would, you know, see in poster art and stuff that you have published right now. Um, and and tell me why 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 you're describing that and how that relates to Sweet Pea the name, uh, and and kind of take me through the, that dichotomy because it's kind of a contrast. Yeah, well that's purposeful. It's kind of a juxtaposition because, uh, well I'll, I'll give you a synopsis and then I and then I'll bring it back. There's an uh, there was uh, a man-made disaster that causes an aurora to spread out over the planet which which showers the earth with energy and uh and in response to that energy our our environment changes and the uh, dimensional rifts open up and one alien species has been uh, trying to harvest this energy across dimensions and another species is following them they are uh, they are locked in, in 
and combat more on that inside of the book now uh this energy is also causing some changes to the earth's denizens mainly human humanity where a small portion of humanity is developing powers a great number of humanity is uh is uh dying from from exposure and the rest of us are, are unchanged but society is falling apart all at the same time now where sweet pea comes in is there's this sweet little innocent girl in philadelphia that has to experience all of this so we we're experiencing all of these events unfolding these horrific and traumatic events through the eyes of this young young girl and her father who you know as a father should is uh doing his best to protect her and you know he lovingly calls her sweet pea so that's where that's where the title comes from and even if you look at the title card it's just like a uh, it's made to look like a little uh like a, a young lady would write it inside of her diary in a loving manner mm-hmm. so and uh the reason that i did that is because of just art imitating life and uh i don't know if you guys are uh, following any of the news in philly but it's getting kind of uh bad out here with violence and it has an effect on on the mind of the younger generations so um you know like a lot of us out here might not even know it but we meet the conditions to be to be suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder and uh all of those things we'll get to experience through Imani Williams aka Sleepy nice <clears throat> that's a nice uh setup cuz it it um it pulls at more than just the art and and I'm going to want to see what's happening next knowing that these stories and themes are being told. I I do think that that things like this your you know uh, interviews and and sharing insights this is kind of with the some of the benefits of like Patreon and having having your own like pages letting people see you the the artist really makes you um allows your brand to grow. Tell tell me a little bit about your brand Alter Ego Arts. Um, you know what? It, what does that represent? Well, Alter Ego Arts. That's that's just a personal representation of myself. Like I said, I, I'm a humble person, but the the work that I do, uh, and the and the skills that I that I put into my work deserve. Uh, I know that they deserve praise and boasting. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you got a humble guy making boastful work. So that's where the Alter Ego is. Uh, it comes from. And uh, it's more than just, you know, comic books. Comic book side is, is, is a newer asset, but I do a lot of uh, digital art, uh, graphic design, and fine art, like, uh, you know, like painting and acrylic and things like that. So um, the comic books is, 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 my focus has been completely on Sweet Pea right now, but Alter Ego Arts, it embodies quite a bit, actually, including printing and things like that, too. So. What are, what are your uh, I, I always like this question it's it's just kind of fun to to see what people's artistic influences were do you have like mm-hmm. a, a certain comic or or cartoon or anime movie that uh you find yourself um intentionally or unintentionally like shaping your own own style of storytelling or art okay 
So, um, just recently, well, well, not even just recently, um, anime has been having a major influence on me. I remember back when um, I used to just catch Dragon Ball randomly in the middle of the night. Like, I would see one episode of Dragon Ball and then not see it again for like four months because I could never figure out what the schedule was, you know? And I remember going to uh, anime VHS stores to collect um, the series of watching because it wasn't on TV yet like that. So, I've always been in love with anime, and um, you know I pay homage to that in my art and uh, Japanese culture also. But um, before that, even consistently in my life, I had the '90s X-Men, I had Spider-Man, I had um, you know Superman. The, the whole WB lineup, all and Fox Kids lineup, man, was my thing when I was little. I would leave, I would leave school, go home watch the after-school cartoons, and then run back to football practice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I also had um, a large um, Ninja Turtles toy chest full of comic books that I had collected from uh, newspaper stands. And, uh, you know, we didn't really get to comic book stores, but they this was a time when they were there. You could find them at corner stores and, and, and out on newspaper stands. So I had a good collection of... Uh, books that i passed down to my younger cousin and now he's working on his own uh manga slash webtoon so it's great to see that you know the passion for this medium is still alive and well and being passed on do you think the the influence is more generational and and what was popular um you know on tv and in, in in the emerging mediums or or uh did you gravitate beyond just generationally to like specific characters or or even like a, a a rhythm of of your writing well um no i think like i said i've been making i've been making up characters and, and giving them i've given them uh backgrounds and things of that nature for so long that i've had a store of resources in my the back of my head for a long time and now I'm just now being able to try to dust them off and fill in the gaps that form to create this story so I'm drawing a lot from my childhood as well as current events that I think need to be addressed because I think that um, the best series always have some kind of like even if it's an action series you need something beneath that to really elevate it to another level and for me it's um it's going to be mental health and trauma and and things like that before you know like uh cold gears or or uh formal alchemist brotherhood they had their own thing and you you can see beneath the surface like they could have been just a typical story of of a mecha story or a typical uh, adventure with, with Four Metal Alchemists, but they they brought something in that made it special. So I'm just trying to find my something special by looking at my environment and, like you said, what's going on today. So I guess the answer would be a little bit of both. Like a little bit of realism and 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 the natural you know, imagineering that comes with, with making comics and, and fantasy storytelling. I, I want to talk to you a little bit about publishing and you know you've you've taken this leap 
of of not just making a comic but wanting as you mentioned no matter how much money make make something and and i guess it's more about being validated by the market um no, ma- no matter how fickle <laughs> no matter how fickle they yeah. may be uh sometimes mm-hmm. you get the most talented that's you ever you ever you ever come across a work that's like too highbrow for the mass market or or too you know too even too highbrow for their own market <laughs> you, you know what I mean yeah. like where they just can't tap in and monetize what are what are some of the we'll get into like your 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 solution process but what are some of the challenges in publishing right now as you're as you're as you're entering that that window yeah well you know as a rookie publisher, independent publisher, you know, my challenges right now are not being connected into the circles, you know, so, you know, it's not always what you know, sometimes it's it's who you know, and if you can get, you know, to the right people, then you can make a lot of things happen, so, um, I I haven't been able to to uh, publish anything yet, so, and I'm not at the point of publishing just yet. So for right now, I'm just trying to take it slow and address, well, not slow, but I'm trying to take it one step at a time and deal with the hurdles as they, as they come up and, and, you know, reach out for help when I, when I need to. Well, you, you talked about connecting with Apex and yeah. kind of some of the, the embedded supports that they provide mm-hmm. as an established house, uh, and we were talking a little right. bit pre-show, you know, about Royal House and and you know my outfit yeah. and and our capabilities. What are some of the capabilities that that Apex has brought to your team um, that has made the process that much easier, even into like how you guys are going to publish? Yeah. Well. See. Yeah. Now we get into. Uh to, to uh, more into the solution things. <laughs> so I, I, I just wanted to walk right, walk your path. But um, yeah, Apex, man, they, they've been, they've been great. And they have, they have some of those connections that I, that I was talking about, looking that I needed or whatever. And, you know, even like with Royal House, you know, you guys are awesome and you're giving me this opportunity. And, you know, I hope that, and I believe that, you know, good things will come from it, more exposure. And that's 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 really what I need. So when I get the Kickstarter going, you know, we've got we've got some some people in place to help help us navigate that and and broaden our horizons. And we'll be doing digital and print, but the print will be as needed. You know what I mean? Like uh, I don't well, think I'll well, start yeah, off with. I I know so. I know what you mean, but since we're in solutions. Uh, everybody's figuring, kind of figuring that out for their own business models, for how they're yeah, going to yeah. print digital, how they're going to run a Kickstarter. Slow down for me a little bit into, into how you know, have you thought about? Because a lot of things, I think the the thing that people can learn from a new creator right now, and you can always learn from anybody, is you know, there's a lot of people who have run Kickstarters and failed. What have right. you What have you learned, even from from people that have had successful Kickstarters or people that have failed, where you're like, okay, I'm I'm gonna do this. 
for mine coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've learned that you can't sell, well, you can, but you'll have a much harder time selling to a cold audience than you will to a warm audience. So things like this podcast, being able to spread the word about what what Sweet Pea is, it are solutions to help have a successful campaign. You know, you can't just pop in out of nowhere with the link and now you got, you know, a week or, or whatever, or two weeks to build an audience and get support for your brand. And me personally, I want to have a completed or near completed um, product so I can have the, uh, you know, enough to, to show as well as tell about what it is that I'm trying to provide. And the, the Kickstarter funds will be for any of the, uh, the physical production and shipping and to get the start on the next issue afterwards. Yeah, man. Uh, uh... A fulfillment is a is a beast. That's that's one of the, yeah. the 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 inglamorous aspects of of crowdfunding and kickstarters. Royal House is yet to run a Kickstarter. Uh, I think we, mm-hmm. like you, have have learned how important it is to build an audience. And um, I gotta I gotta I gotta take uh, the credit and the blame. Is we're kind of extremists, so we're just. We're just hyper audience building right now. Everything we're doing, no, everything we're doing absolutely. is 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 focused on people understanding our brand. Uh, you know, right. like the question I asked you, what is Alter Ego Arts for Royal House? I want people to know that it's the best of the best. We, we got right. we're a consortium of creators, four writers, seven artists that all in their own right are are pretty much industries in their own in their own right so when we when we collaborate for like this webtoon i want to get to webtoon because you mentioned that too um but royal house is entering this webtoon contest called action and we're it's the first time that we've all focused in on a screamer on one project and and you had lined had outlined a, a very similar process that you guys do from concept to line art to, to coloring at what stages do you jump in or like hey no that's uh that's not what i was looking for uh or hey yes that's exactly what i was looking for move forward what is that that nuanced process for you how much of, of the art comes back exactly how you described versus you having to kind of self-reflect and and say like hey i didn't i didn't actually describe that very you know as well as i could have i need to add this okay yeah so just a disclaimer for anybody that's in the same position that I'm in is, you know, I want to make a book, but I'm just starting out and I don't know where to, where to go, but I know how to tell a good story. You know, comic book writing is not like any other writing, you know, so you, you got to either take the time to learn that or find somebody that knows it and is willing to translate your story into a language that that uh, a comic book, the comic book creation process can understand. So, when I first got with uh, Apex Comics UK, Stephen Duffy, you know, I had we we went over for uh, 
for maybe like a week straight, just all the characters. I, I told him about each individual character, their background, their, their habits and things like that, things that might not ever even be inside of the story, just so we can understand where everybody is coming from and how they would act and react in any given situation. Then we went into the, uh, the script writing again, you know, I gave him my ideas of what I wanted to happen. And I had kind of a manga mindset to begin with, as I like to call it, where I'm thinking about 500 issues, mm -hmm. you know, but now, you know, like we're making a, a comic book and we want to get, we want to tell a story in issue one, you know, where I don't have the luxury of dropping 50 issues and then it catches on and people go back and start from the beginning. You know what I mean? I need, I want to catch attention from issue one. So we compressed a lot and, um, you know, uh, we, we made a story and then I let him go ahead and write the script because like I said, you have to do it panel by panel and that's not something that I'm, that I'm familiar with. So, uh, that had to go, I had to send that back maybe uh, two or three times because it, it just wasn't, it was some changes that I didn't like or some things that I did like and appreciate. And I, you know, I learned a lot throughout that process. So we've got a great script together now. And uh, from there, we have an artist that does the pencil and line work. And for the most part, that has been spot on. Absolutely. It's just like, you know, maybe like one or two changes on a, on a few panels that we had to send back uh, to redraw and as those four pages are completed they pass it off to our colorist our colorist does his thing and they, he passes it off to the letter and they're doing their thing and while all that's happening we got pages uh five six seven and eight being drawn up so you know everybody's just working into a circle and until everything comes back and uh, you know, since I'm published, since I'm I'm funding this all myself right now, um, I've taken a step back from most of the creative process at this point to you know just work and provide the, the funds for everything and give the final say through each step. You know, is a yes or or a no? That yeah for me. I've uh, I, I see I, I see and can empathize as a producer, um, and we sometimes hustle just so we can get another page done. I see also this common, more common, and it seems like, you know, always seems to like be bubbling up, this uh, controversy, I guess, between writers and artists and connecting yeah. and, and who has the leverage and who has the responsibility for the success of a project. Whereas that was how Royal House was created and, and you know, trying to build a group that is going to solve those issues together with everybody having some stake. Um, mm -hmm. How, what is the long term? You know, if you are successful with a Kickstarter, what does that do for you uh, taking the series forward? And I do want to, I do eventually, you know, maybe, maybe we can segue into like webtoons because I think there's an issue. Um, with the process, the production and distribution challenges of a small time creator, even into like printing, fulfillment. Those are things that people do that don't get paid for. That takes eight to 12 to 48 hours just to ship. 
And an indie creator has 48 hours just to wait, <laughs> you know, just to spend, right. like, shipping some stuff they ain't getting paid for. If you did that for Amazon, you'd make $1,500 a week. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, I guess, um, what are some of those real practical challenge hurdles that you're facing in the short term? How do you plan on getting out of them? And then what what do you know about webtoons? What 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 is the difference between a webtoon venture and a comic venture? Well, um, like I said before, I don't want to, uh, when I go to the, uh, the crowdfunding arena, I want it to be for the purposes of fulfillment mainly. I don't want it to be for the production. You know, I will have done all that work because I believed in the project. I want to be- make sure that everybody knows that I believed in the project first. You know, I worked the whole, I, uh, I sat down, I spent a lot of time thinking about it and creating all the pieces and putting them in place. And now I'm spending a lot of time at work, putting in extra hours to, to pay for and produce everything. So when it comes time for crowdfunding, that's going to be for the printing process, you know, so I can ship it out to the company that I need to print and then ship it out to the consumer afterwards. Um, as far as webtoons, I haven't really, I mean, you probably, you probably could tell me better than I could tell you because I haven't done a webtoon for myself. So I'm on the outside looking in on that. I'm not really sure exactly how that, that process works. Well, uh, well, I think, uh, back to like how, and this has been a theme with our generation is how we, how we got into comics. It wasn't always how, how our previous generation got into comics, seeing, seeing comics on like uh uh the more average run of the mill like store stand you know you got the mm-hmm. the popular comic as you're checking out at the at the local grocery store where then it turned right. into this real like sub so's like popular culture to pick up superman or or to have a you know issue just kind of like put in your face in general media where then it kind of converted into this subculture where you know the comic shops had the comics you had to go to you had to go to a comic shop to get to get to consume um to mm-hmm. like these things becoming syndicated and now uh um X-Men became popularized I think through the through the the cartoon as much as the comic and and you might have now you got this different subcultures between people who didn't even read comics but are X-Men fans Right, people who who love the MCU, but don't want to get into your conversation about about you know issue what you what's whatever whatever about Thor, um, but but what what industry is making more money the MCU or or paperback Marvel issues right now? So like, why does it even matter to be stuck right. to this this whole idea of print comics? Which is a conversation I think a lot of people in the indie space uh, aren't always willing to have, because you tend to have more of the ardent, like true to the culture, like you gotta if you want to make comics, you gotta make it this way, and that's a conversation right. that I, as Royal House have, has always been more open, because we didn't we we came in loving cartoons, we love anime, we see manga has a different style of storytelling. Uh, uh, Manga is super popular in the in the black community and diverse communities, um, 
even though it's very Asian-centric and Eurocentric, um, but for some reason it's very popular in in these other communities, um, and they tell a story completely differently than uh, than the Superman, Spider-Man, and X-Men. So webtoons allows I think just more creativity where it's designed for a digital platform. You scroll up and down the way people read their social media feeds and you get to, you know, a lot of them are like uh, just full length panels. They might be very deep in pages pages and panels. So I just wrote an 80 page uh, uh, webtoon, 80 panel webtoon. And I wrote it on an Excel sheet. I didn't even write it on a, on a script document. So that the artists, so that the artists can really have a picture for each, each panel sequentially. Now, right. with my team, we can probably tell a, a a very interesting, captivating story in twenty panels. Now, what does that do for a producer that's trying to tell a story? If you can fit it into this format, that's a lot more cost effective uh, to produce and to distribute. But it's just as rich and popular for the consumer because the consumer may not care that it's 26, 24 pages all full color. Because I know I don't read Baruto like that. I don't read Naruto in full color. I read it in black and white, very simple lines. So yeah. um, knowing that, what did, what did you what did you even think about like the challenges of creating comics and like how tied to the standard way of doing things do you feel like you you need to be in order to be successful like you said I think that there I think just being passionate about what you're putting out and uh, reaching the right audience is the most important thing no matter what format you're creating on whether it's whether you're doing uh, a manga a webtoon a digital only comic or you know a classic printed comic book so um and if you can do that then you know god willing i think you'll find the most success that way because uh you know there's been well i'm sure i'm sure you've seen them there there's been uh adaptations they find their they find these people find their audience and their audience becomes passionate enough to where they want other people to experience and the next thing you know they're getting a lot of action adaptation or they become like a, a cult classic where uh, you know one graphic novel or another like uh, The Boys most recently you know has become a, um, a live action thing on, on Amazon or whatever and they, they were a traditional comic but then on the other end of that you got um Tower of God and God of High School, which were um, webtoons and uh, or tabby tunes or, or whatever, and I think um, Solo Leveling, I think is another one. That's that's um, you know, they found their audience and their audience was so passionate that the industry responded, and now they're going to the next level. So I think that there's there can be success everywhere, but. It all begins with uh, the people that put in the, the initial work and their success with reaching an interested party. Well, yeah, man, I, I think uh, I think for us, it's about it's about creating infrastructure in 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 these creative spaces, because, uh, 
as I mentioned, Webtoon is very dom it's it's highly dominated by by Japanese anime culture. Um, a lot of the characters are very Euro Eurocentric in design. Stories are very um, can be diverse, um, but very very seldomly go into um, you know into the struggles of 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 certain of certain groups of people. Uh, you know, black people. I don't see a lot of black people represented in webtoons. Um, so, uh, like us, us being able to create that space, and we we have like uh, webtoon, uh, um, you know, black webtoon creators group that we're trying to build. We want to build a our own app, which is which is doable. Uh, where where publishers like like yourselves can say, okay, maybe I can format into into this, you know, into this style of storytelling. And, and it's a new way to get their their IP out there because that's the goal, is for somebody to see your IP, and to get it picked up, uh, you know, by licensing or people that can really put some financial backing. For you, what is what is like success look like? Like, if somebody picked up your IP, or like, is that the goal? Do you just want to tell a story? Um, what are you looking for for Sweet Pea and Alter Ego Arts to do in in the industry? Yeah, you know, first and foremost, you know, I want to tell the story and I want people to enjoy the story. I think, you know, one part of success would be seeing my characters pop up inside of a versus thread one day. You know what I mean? Like, how crazy would that be? Who would win this versus that? You know, it just became that popular. That would be one level of success. You know, people enjoying my story and, and you know, carrying it on to the next person and the next person. I think also, you know, I have my eyes on building a big enough audience to where I can try to get some kind of animated series or something like that because that's been a thing that's been happening more recently where these streaming services are, are actually looking for new stories to tell and all the creativity I think has been and still is inside of this way of storytelling that that we're doing you know the, the inside of these comic book pages man it's, it's, it's great stories out there i think that i have one and you know i think that it can it can compete inside of that arena definitely uh you have you have social media if people wanted to follow you and support you on on this journey um how how would they find you yeah, you can look up on, these are all three different words, so Sweet Pea Comic on uh, Facebook, uh, S-W-E-E-T-P-E-A-C-O-M-I-C on uh, Facebook, As we have a, a fan page there, and we also are on Instagram, uh, Sweet Pea underscore comic book official on Instagram. I know, right. Hey, uh, Aline, that was a fantastic conversation. Uh, we're going to be looking out for Alter Ego Arts. We're definitely going to be waiting for for the Kickstarter, right, for Sweet Pea. That's going to be coming up soon. Uh, uh, definitely yep. make sure you share that with me. I'll share it out. And uh, uh, people can can even, uh, you know, get the notification where they're alerted uh, once it goes live. So uh, let me know. Let us know, Royal House, if we can support you. And, and we'll be looking for for your continued success, sir. Thank you. 
Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate this. Yeah. All right, man. We'll see you guys on another round of In the House. Have a good one.